Welcome, welcome to Fashion Love Stories with Susanna Galanis. I'm a jewelry designer and New Yorker and I'm here to share with you my stories. Fashion, passion, love, history, ancient Greek and current, art, cinema, music, poetry, etc, etc. I have so many interests, cooking, traveling, so much, so much to share, so I can't wait. This podcast is sponsored to you by Susanna Galani Jewelry, Age of Gods. Please visit at www.susannagalanis.com. Before we begin, my darlings, I wanted to remind you that in most of my podcasts, there is more than one segment and uh, usually there is a bonus or two at the very end. So please make sure you listen the podcast until the end. Although I may say this is it, end of story, etc, etc. There is a surprise bonus uh, coming up. So please uh, listen until the end. Thank you. morning wow wow this morning has a wow factor for me uh, as i'm sitting here uh, on my bed having my morning coffee cappuccino with almond milk uh, my regular i have a book next to my nightstand and uh, it's all about diamonds why do i have it there uh, it's intriguing it's enlightening it's uh, glamorous and it looks good with my decor it's called Tiffany Diamonds uh, by John Loring. It's an older book that I found in one of the um, uh, vintage stores that I frequent. And um, it was so chic and elegant. It came uh, with a Tiffany box, no less. So the whole uh, presentation was so glamorous. And of course, I had to buy it. And it's sitting here in my uh, bedroom um, with a beautiful pair uh, cut diamond uh, on the cover and uh, like I said the brilliance is enlightening and uh, inspiring and um, uh, catching uh, it helps me it elevates my moods when I see it uh, I see that beautiful diamond uh, okay so this is gonna be another diamond of a story uh, okay darlings uh, and um, you'll see so, I'm just uh, flipping through the book and I see all the royals with the beautiful tiaras and uh, the diamonds and um, gorgeous, historically, the, the royal families of the world uh, preferred uh, diamonds uh, <laughs> for different reasons. <laughs> For glamour, power, empowering, uh, empowering feelings, and uh, making a statement with uh, symbols uh, of their power and their dominance and uh, wealth, and uh, I would say superiority, godliness, up there, uh, up there, uh, positions. That was in history, of course. It's no longer the case. Uh, Today, anybody can uh, wear a diamond uh, and uh, feel a royal uh, and they are um, worthy. They don't have to have royal uh, 
blood or anything yes uh, the royals can have it but so can other people and uh, this is the beauty of our uh, times uh, that everybody can be a royal and regardless of their history and uh, family background anybody can uh, grow up and uh, attain uh, uh, the wealth and um, become uh, a very fortunate person okay and uh, this is very empowering thought uh, so I'm going through the introduction of the book um, well I'm having my cappuccino and that reminds me to take a little break for a cappuccino because I must go on okay and I need my ammunition Yes, so I'm reading at the introduction of the Tiffany Diamonds and it says uh, The greatest value, not merely among precious stones, but among all mankind's possessions is given to the Adamas, 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 diamond. Adamas is a Greek word, uh, my darling. For a long, um, for long known only to kings, and only to very few of these. Um, it was uh, said by Pliny Historia Naturalis, uh, 77 AD. So let's uh, go back again and read this uh, because uh, this is going to have uh, something to do with the theme of today's uh, topic, uh, podcast, and um, it's going to be a brilliant diamond of a story, as you can uh, already guess. And if you don't already know, I love diamonds, okay? So, this is going to be a good one. So, quote, The greatest value, not merely among precious stones, but among all mankind's possessions, is given to Adamas, diamond, for uh, long known only to kings, uh, and only to a very few of these, end of quote. So Adamas, my darling, uh, my darlings, I uh, hope you're more than one. Uh, I don't know what I'm saying, my darling. Uh, but uh, I would like to also speak to you one-on-one, okay? Whoever you are, my my beautiful listener, uh, I'm sending you a, a beautiful um, uh, cheer and a beautiful personal uh, wave and uh, a beautiful uh, kiss and... Uh, uh, it's all about you, my darling, uh, but uh, I also have other darlings, so uh, it's going to be a plural going forward. So, forward, so. Yes, my darling, so did you know that Adamas in ancient Greek uh, meant uh, invincible? Adamas meant invincible. What does this mean? Divine? Divine? Okay. Celestial? Okay, bright as the light of the Creator, but invincible yet. Uh, wow, that um, that is very interesting. Uh, very interesting. Uh, the fact that um, this brilliant stone, uh, which is uh, prized uh, for um, its uh, clarity and uh, brilliance. It's called Adamas and uh, diamond in English. And um, 
Of course, it goes back to ancient Greece. Everything goes back to ancient Greece. Well, almost everything. I don't know. I cannot talk uh, in general terms like that. But um, most of the things that uh, fascinate me and uh, the ones that I find uh, intriguing and uh, worthy of storytelling and sharing with you is uh, are, are going back to Greece. Ancient Greece, so Adamas was an invincible stone. And um, okay, here's a, I have a little story for you, my darlings, um, uh, of uh, of a story that is going to be included today. It's going to be a facet. It's going to be a facet about the Adamas, a little bit about Tiffany's, and a little bit about another uh, gorgeous uh, myth. And maybe something more old Hollywood uh, type of a story injected in here just to make a little mix, a little cocktail of the new and the old and uh, make everything um, current. <coughs> uh, coffee time. <coughs> just bring in the old uh, stories and uh, mix them in in a cocktail-like uh, brilliant cocktail like uh, of a story and I will uh, bring in some uh, maybe Marilyn Monroe okay maybe I, I'll see I'll see I will surprise you okay so let's start with a Greek myth um, this is an interesting one and uh, very glamorous and this is how ancient Greece uh, affected um, today's uh, stories okay and uh, culture <coughs> excuse me in greek mythology leto the daughter of the titans coes and phoebe had an affair with zeus and became pregnant with twins when his wife uh, hera zeus's wife that is discovered discovered this um, she um, did something about it. So, Lito was transferred to a barren floating island of Asterios. That island later uh, uh, renamed Delos, okay, was renamed Delos, Delos uh, in Greek. Uh, it's neither a mainland or, or a real uh, island uh, and uh, it's just an island in Greece um, and uh, Lito gave birth there to this island and this island was promised wealth that will uh, de be derived by the worshippers who would flock to that obscure birthplace of the splendid god or goddess who were who was to be born but in this case it was uh, twins okay so um, it was promised Vilos was promised to be a very sacred place and that will generate abundance from the visitors uh, and the worshippers uh, so Lito gave birth to twins Artemis was the elder twin uh, and she was born without difficulty but according to Homer uh, Lito labored uh, for nine nights and nine days uh, with Apollo. He was a difficult uh, one, okay? Uh, 
So in Greek uh, mythology, diamonds were believed to be the tears of the gods or splinters that had broken off from falling stars. Um, Artemis became one of the most uh, venerated of all ancient Greek deities and Apollo is recognized as the god of music, truth and prophecy, healing, the sun and light diamonds okay and uh, poetry in Hellenistic times as Apollo Helios uh, he became identified among the Greeks with Helios Helios Titan god of the sun and his twin sister Artemis similarly equated with Selene 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 Titan goddess of the moon. So how does this tie with um, diamonds and the story that I just told you? Uh, a few years ago, Sotheby's, an auction house, uh, um, set uh, a new world uh, auction record uh, for a diamond called the Pink Star. It was a 59.6 carat oval, mixed cut, uh, fancy, vivid pink, uh, internally flawless diamond and that was sold for 71.2 million in Hong Kong I think it was in uh, 2017 so a following month the following month of the same year their namesake earrings uh, called listen to that my darlings it's so chic elegant Apollo and Artemis diamonds so they were the magnificent diamonds. Uh, they were non-identical, okay? But they were brilliant and rare diamonds. There was a blue for a boy and a pink for a girl. One is called Fancy Vivid Blue, was weighing 14.54 carats, and it was internally flawless. The other fancy intense pink and was waiting, weighing uh, 16 carats. Okay, there were two earrings that um, appeared in auction and they were offered separately or as individual lots. Uh, the Apollo Blue um, was presented with an estimate of 38 to 50 million and the Artemis uh, Pink uh, was estimated between 12.5 and 18 million. Okay, uh, and... Uh, they, they preferred not to have separate them in the sale, so um, stay tuned and I'm going to tell you what happened to that auction, okay? But how glamorous it was for the Apollo and Artemis diamond. Isn't that a beautiful diamond of a story, my darlings? So how elegant and how magnificent is this story and how interesting for a diamond lover such as myself so i'm going to continue with this diamond of a story and i'll be back soon okay darlings i had a little break um 
It was a very nice break actually. One of my friends uh, who is a yoga instructor and she has a yoga studio in uh, Kentucky just uh, called me earlier uh, to invite me on a Zoom call for a yoga class and I took it and I'm elated. It was so beautiful, so beautiful to do this. So I'm in a good mood and uh, the yoga helps and um, you know the breathing of the yoga uh, gives us more energy so this is why we feel so high after we finish the yoga class because uh, more uh, breathing uh, makes us feel uh, more energetic in any case um, my house uh, feels like a temple this morning uh, I have the candle going and uh, there is a smell of uh, uh, homemade granola in the background that I'm making and the house smells delicious I'm toasting it uh, right now as I'm speaking and um, mm, what a pleasure what a pleasure to smell this now that I'm going to have a lot of this because it's fattening but um, if and when I ever need it I, I can also share it with some of my loved ones uh, Anyway, it's always going to be there as a comfort situation, uh, something to uplift my spirits. But in any case, my spirits are uplifted this morning. I'm going ahead with the diamond, the stories, the Apollo, the Artemis, and more uh, glamour and light and highlights and brilliance, my darling. So, yes, 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 it's happening. So... I'll be right back. Okay, darlings. So I took a little break uh, and um, it's a beautiful day in New York City. A gorgeous day and um, it feels like summer, like spring is around the corner. I can't wait. I can't wait for spring to come and put this whole year behind us and... Um, the renaissance of the next year to come along very fast and for us to have a brilliant uh, future speaking about uh, brilliance uh, let's get back to the diamond story so according to the ancient greek uh, uh, dictionaries and uh, explanations of words um, the adamas means invincible uh, okay it's one of the hardest hardest if not the hardest of um, the hardest mineral okay it has an extra all the ordinary hardness according to the ancient myths it has also magic properties uh, it protects against poisons or attack okay one of the most famous properties of the diamond uh, is its fire. Okay? Uh, the fire is the ability to reflect or to bend the light. Uh, it was only discovered, however, in the 20th century with the development of the brilliant cut or the multifaceted um, cut that I, I refer to my stories, multifaceted uh, cut. That means, that means it has many surfaces 
so that allows the light to reflect and to to go on fire and uh, this is the beauty of the diamond before the 20th century the diamond was um, cut in a very uh, relatively simple uh, and unspectacular cuts um, so it was uh, yes uh, a precious um, stone but it was not it didn't have its beauty the way it is now with uh, multiple uh, facets um, it has been used in greek mythology and i'm going to tell you a couple of those uh, about um, Cronus and Uranus and Perseus and Medusa and uh, Prometheus, uh, Ephesus and uh, my love, Alexander the Great uh, and the gates of Alexander supposedly they were built uh, from diamonds, my darling, so he's my man. No wonder he has been my man forever. I adore him. So... Okay, I'll get back. I have to look a little bit more into those uh, myths. Uh, and uh, well, if it, if, it, if it has to do with Alexander the Great, it's not a myth because he was a real uh, character of mythological uh, grandeur and glory. <laughs> okay, so uh, as I said, um, according to the Greek mythology, it was the hardest, uh, the hardest substance, uh, Adamas, that was the name. Um, and it also me meant uh, something uh, different. Uh, that um, stone had the property of uh, unconquerable or untamable, uh, very hard uh, um, uh, properties. Um, next to steel steel and the diamond were the hardest and of course today as well uh, so yes uh, it was very hard and indestructible and um, i suppose that's why it's also a symbol of uh, engagements and uh, marriage proposals because the property means uh, once uh, someone is bound, that uh, union is indestructible, it's uh, unconquerable, no one can uh, break it, uh, so it will last forever and ever when the two soulmates unite, uh, ideally speaking, uh, ideally speaking, if uh, we believe in soulmates, uh, I do, so yes, um, so this is the beauty of the diamond. Uh, I will get back to you with uh, more diamond stories uh, because uh, diamonds uh, have many facets, as you know. And in this uh, diamond of a story, I'm going to give you more facets. At the end, it's going to be one brilliant, brilliant story. One brilliant diamond of a story because this is... Um, my purpose of this podcast because it's all about a diamond of a story something that will have fire and reflect the light and uh, bend the light and project it right back into you and uh, you get some uh, of this glory and glitter and uh, light and uh, oh talking about light um, the light of the diamond also it's very sacred because um, 
according to certain uh, certain um, uh, spiritual uh, beliefs uh, the light of the creator is that energy okay the creator our creator the highest of all uh, divine existence and beings um, being the highest being of the creator is the light the pure light and um, that uh, coincides with the brilliance of the diamond and um, it goes back to the royals uh, because they wanted to imitate uh, the god like uh, um, properties or uh, characteristics uh, they felt that they were higher in uh, uh, the scale of um, classes I suppose or human uh, existence and uh, they associated themselves with uh, that light uh, godlike uh, properties and uh, they were wearing that uh, also they were wearing I'm sure for protection reasons and all this and um, to bring uh, light and brilliance they were like the stars uh, of uh, the day like the movie stars we have today or supposed uh, stars some of them are not uh, but some of them are I happen to see some of these people and they're like brilliant I don't know that light is coming from so um, in any case all of us have that light within that uh, we can uh, associate with a diamond we just have to develop it we just have to discover it and uh, nurture it and uh, um, intentionally uh, align ourselves with their highest properties which is the light and aligning ourselves uh, with the light uh, we can become like the light or closer to the light and uh, this is when we become uh, brilliant souls my darlings so I'll be back with more metaphysical and physical uh, stories about the diamond and uh, who knows what else I may throw in a a surprise uh, story in there. So this is what happens, my darlings. Um, how to get a diamond, okay? In this uh, little segment, uh, I'm going to talk to you about two uh, stories. First of all, Alexander the Great, who is my love and uh, being hard to get okay so I don't know how this coincided to be in the same segment but this is how it comes to me and uh, there must be a reason <laughs> nothing nothing is um, is a coincidence okay everything happens for a reason so going back to the romance of Alexander the Great his story is so romantic and I was always obsessed about him and uh, and uh, being uh, that we share the same birthplace, Macedon, uh, I was a little bit uh, more uh, obsessed with him because I feel like I can be related to him. You know, we have the same uh, <laughs> DNA and we go back to the gods. I would like to think, yes, maybe back to Zeus um, in some way or another, um, maybe historically. <laughs> historically speaking uh, maybe genetically speaking who knows uh, where uh, these um, gods really existed okay uh, they were definitely 
a huge reality of uh, ancient Greece. But um, in any case, uh, going back to the story of Alexander, uh, his mother Olympias uh, told him from day one that he was the son of Zeus. His father was not Philip of Macedon. He was uh, the son uh, of Zeus and uh, Zeus uh, visited her in the form of a snake and uh, he impregnated her and um, anyway that is the story and uh, whether she told him the truth or uh, whether she told him um, a fictional story so she could give him all the strength and uh, confidence that he was that good, that worthy, it um, worked because uh, he ended up having that confidence and uh, he ended up being uh, a Greek uh, god, uh, hero, and uh, he made history forever and ever and his life is romanced. and um, there is definitely this story, the romance of Alexander the Great. And I certainly would love to talk about it. And um, yes, in the romance, like I said, uh, he made uh, a world. Uh, he was so wealthy. He conquered the world, obviously, and he owned everything. So um, he's, according to the myths and the historical uh, legends, uh, he has uh, built a wall of a diamond uh, because it was so hard and uh, unpenetrable and indestructible. Uh, that makes sense to me. Um, in any case, uh, going back to Alexander, he's not worth uh, talking about here. He's the greatest. Uh, he's Alexander the Great. So I have to make uh, a huge podcast. Uh, and maybe more than, than one podcast about him because I'm absolutely obsessed about him. And um, he's, he's... I adore him. What can I say? Okay. So going back to the same birthplace, uh, his birthplace uh, in uh, Greece, it's about 30 minutes away from my birthplace. So all the Macedonians are quite interesting people. You know, I was uh, there uh, two years, a year and a half ago and... Um, Wow, I saw it. I saw it. I haven't been uh, to Greece for many, many years, so I disconnected from my roots. But uh, when I revisited, I reconnected with all that uh, strength and uh, integrity. And uh, what can I say? The Macedonian people are amazing. Amazing, amazing. I really had the most wonderful time and uh, I'm definitely planning to spend some time back and I will definitely visit the palace of Pella and uh, all the birth uh, places of Alexander and I will definitely trust me on that one. I will make some podcasts from those places in order to get some of that energy for you and uh, to give you more stories uh, about my man Alexander. So, so another uh, podcast is coming for him, but um, anyway, um, what I'm going to inject in here, and I have no idea how this is coming to me, uh, there, uh, there may be a reason, but um, um, going back to, the, to today's uh, day, and uh, historically speaking, uh, the women that were hard to get, uh, they got the diamond. Isn't this uh, ironic or... <laughs> We are the, the most unavailable men, uh, the most hard to, I'm sorry, the most unavailable women, the most unattainable women, uh, the most hard to get women, the most um, difficult women, uh, they get the, 
worthy diamonds uh, the men are proposing to these women it goes back to the uh, most recent uh, uh, podcast uh, two podcasts ago uh, it's about Marni uh, uh, the film uh, where um, uh, Sean Connery uh, fell in love with this uh, woman and she was extremely unavailable extremely she hated him she hated men so in order to conquer her he gave her a 4.2 carat diamond and she even hated him even more but she got the diamond and she looked good in it in any case the story ended up being she was eventually conquered but uh, it was not a diamond maybe it was but uh, it was also his love so um, interesting to see uh, how this symbol is uh, being played in the modern modern day romances and uh, proposals and uh, the women that um, are worthy and uh, they don't follow men and they don't uh, fall for men and uh, have some uh, dignity and self-respect and um, have a life of their own uh, they get the men uh, with a huge diamonds uh, as a proposal for and as a proof of uh, how valuable they are interesting interesting let me think let me know what you think uh, this these are my thoughts about it um, okay so or even uh, going back to alexander maybe the men uh, who are supposedly the protectors of the woman they give the woman a symbol of protection something unpen undistractable unpenetrable unpenetrable and something um, so safe that um, that also may uh, coincide with the values and um, of marriage and um, it's um, a uh, protection uh, for women to be married and to have the men protecting them and the man gives them the diamond as a symbol of uh, uh, protection and something that will uh, um, keep them safe uh, which is they are going to keep them safe but uh, they're giving them the diamonds to just be reminded of um, okay this is an ideal marriage obviously uh, hopefully men will get back to that uh, stage and uh, grow up and if they are kids and uh, immature and uh, not there yet uh, hopefully they will get uh, there because this is how real men are supposed to be eventually at some point in their lives so okay so this is a romantic uh, podcast so I have to mention my feelings about that and about ideal relationships ideal beauty ideal love ideal uh, clarity ideal existence ideal 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 brilliance uh, okay and uh, I am blending this with a diamond of the story and uh, integrating this with um, general aspects of our uh, existence and uh, our being okay so now i'm going to find out i'm so curious about the apollo and artemis diamond earrings and uh, i'll let you know how much they were sold and uh, more history about them i'm just curious okay i'll be back
back so I got it uh, according to the luxuryinsider.com uh, the Apollo and Artemis uh, earrings are now the most valuable diamond earrings ever sold uh, the blue and pink earrings so Sotheby's uh, opened a sale of the magnificent jewels uh, and noble jewel jewels um, and the Apollo and Artemis diamond smashed auction records uh, with an unexpected US 57.4 million sale, okay, together. So, so this was held at the Mandarin Oriental Hotel in Geneva, Switzerland. Uh, um, and uh, according to Sotheby's, the earrings were sold to an unnamed buyer who is based in Asia. Named after Greek gods, the Apollo and Artemis were originally sold as separate lots. Um, the 14.54 carat Apollo Blue is a flawless and vivid blue diamond and the largest in its category ever auctioned. Cut and polished to resemble a pear shape, the Apollo Blue was estimated to be valued between uh, US 38 and uh, 50 million. The 16 carat Artemis Pink valued between US 12.5 million and um, 18 uh, million uh, is almost identical and is considered in size with the blue and is considered to be one of the most transparent diamonds uh, in the world uh, according to the Gemological Institute of America. The pair was sold at well within the estimate at um, US dollars 42.1 million and um, 15.33 million respectively. Okay, so this is the value of the diamonds, darlings. Do you think the uh, romantic uh, naming uh, had something to do with their values? The Apollo and Artemis? Just saying, just saying. Okay, so now you know about the most valuable diamond earrings ever sold, okay? And it came uh, to you courtesy of uh, Luxury Insider. I'll be back. I'll be back with more, more, more. Okay, so I just went to the Sotheby's uh, website and uh, my suspicions about um, the glory of the name of the Apollo and uh, Artemis, uh, the glorious uh, history and uh, injection of uh, the godliness uh, to the this uh, rare um, uh, stones, um, precious stones, uh, that definitely added, according to Sotheby's, added to their uh, magical uh, um, and valuable um, and rare image and um, its perfection. Okay, so I'm quoting here, um, uh, according to their website, they're saying the, uh, that this is now diamond poetry, okay? But eventually we'll get to the conclusion that uh, the names also match the rarity and the upscale uh, value of these diamonds, okay? So, so they're saying now, uh, the colored diamond is today's 
unlimited possession, ultimate possession, I'm sorry. The colored diamond is today's ultimate possession. In a climate of intense connoisseurship, the ravishing colored diamond is appreciated as the rarest of the air with a mystical, miraculous beauty that comes from the unique emotive blend of the diamonds and unrivaled fiery brilliance, fiery brilliance with an exquisite, exquisite palette of colors the most appealing being cherry blossom pink and the rarest of all diamond colors, noble contemplative blue. Uh, this spring, the magnificent jewels, noble jewels uh, auction in Geneva, that was three years ago, Sotheby's presented the ultimate uh, in colored diamonds, Apollo and Artemis, two breathtaking and exceptional stones. The Divine Diamond Twins, uh, one pink and the other blue, are perfectly matched in size, cut and tonality. The stones are currently mounted as a spectacular pair of earrings, but are being offered separately on account of their extreme rarity, power and presence. Did you hear that, my darlings? Power and presence. Okay, power. So diamonds are powerful, remember that. Um, they are, says uh, David Bennett, uh, worldwide uh, chairman of Sotheby's, Sotheby's International Jewelry Division, by far the most important pair of earrings ever offered at auction, okay? So um, the Apollo Blue is a fancy vivid blue, 14.54 carat, internally flawless, type uh, I don't know what this is but it's uh, capital I capital I B and the Artemis pink um, a fancy intense pink 16 carats uh, VVS2 clarity I guess it has to do with the grading the grades um, uh, type uh, IIA okay both are amongst the purest chemically of all diamonds with an alluring uh, limpidity while the Apollo belongs to the most elite group comprising less than one half of one percent of all diamonds pure with uh, the presence of boron the element that gives the diamond its blue color diamonds of this quality with this extraordinary depth and sophistication of color and the size are unfathomably rare. The sheer randomness of their very existence, the confluence of cosmic conditions that generated their miraculously miraculous formation process billions of years ago deep in the earth is wondrous. Twinned as they are, both cut into lyrical pear, shape, uh, pear shapes and named appropri appropriately for the most revered, revered and powerful of the Olympian deities, enhances and intensifies their rarity, mesmerizing beauty, dignity 
and distinction my darling so end of this story so now you know a little bit about this very fancy twin diamonds um, the Apollo and Artemis and now you can uh, include this into your uh, knowledge about gems and uh, diamonds and uh, you know now you know more and uh, that includes me as well because I had no idea about this I just discovered this one today but uh, it's quite interesting 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 uh, what a mythological story uh, what, what a beautiful story Okay, and uh, uh, diamonds are uh, that, they're all that, okay, and um, people are paying the millions of dollars to collect them, okay, they are divine, end of uh, this segment. No, no. Here I'm watching, in conclusion to this podcast, uh, Marilyn Monroe in the film Gentlemen Prefer Blonde. No, 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 no. no. So she's saying no to love, but yes to diamonds. The song is very famous. Diamonds are a girl's best friend, and she's she's going she's going to perform here a very memorable scene. The French are glad to die for love. They delight in fighting duels, but I prefer a man who lives and gives. Expensive jewels. A kiss on the hand may be quite continental, but diamonds are a girl's best friend. A Classic American. But won't pay the rental on your humble flat or help you at the auto map. Yes, Marilyn Monroe. charms in the end but square cut or pear shape these rocks don't lose their shape diamonds are a girl's best friend Tiffany's Cartier Black Star Ross Gorham talk to me Harry Winston tell me all about it Yes, yes, yes. So this is uh, where uh, the story ends here, my darlings. Uh, I hope um, it was entertaining for you and talking about entertainment. Uh, I'm going to watch uh, Merlin uh, next on uh, Gentlemen Prefer Blondes. It's a very classic movie. It's very uplifting. It's very light and uh, entertaining. So I'm going to do that. And um, I think I'm going to end uh, here officially. And I wish you all a very happy weekend. And uh, think about diamonds and their um, special significance they have. And uh, dream of one uh, for you. Yes, 
Yes, yes, yes, I'm talking to you about diamonds. Uh, I always have been talking to you about diamonds. In every story, there is a diamond of a story. But there are a few uh, episodes that I specifically talk about the actual diamonds. So please uh, revisit them if you haven't uh, listened to them already. And um, you may find them fascinating. One of them is the thrilling epic times. Uh, Hollywood romance, suspense, triumph and love. The other one is uh, Diamonds Are Forever, Mr. Bond, uh, Life uh, and 007 Times of Sean Connery, uh, Connery I'm sorry. And um, the other one is Shaken de Schiaparelli, how Elsa Schiaparelli, the famous designer, was inspired by a shocking pink diamond uh, to be obsessed about uh, that color shocking pink and she ended up making this a signature of her collections so um, yes and uh, what else can i say about uh, yes the four c's of diamonds uh, please remember that my darlings uh, whether you are a man uh, buying or whether you are a woman receiving or buying one for yourself uh, not in the form of uh, engagement ring of course but uh, remember the four c's of diamonds i will always remember that uh, it was uh, taught to me in one of my classes in fit uh, fashion institute of technology where i studied fashion and uh, i still remember it uh, i never forgot uh, it was a nice lesson uh, uh, the four C's of um, diamonds are uh, C for carrot, uh, C for color, C for clarity, and uh, C for um, carrot, color, clarity, and cut, cut. So the, the faces, okay? So these are all important. So, yes, uh, and this was your uh, little... Uh, uh, bonus at the very very end